Hey there, it's Brian from the Brian and Janelle podcast. And this particular episode, it's going to be different from any other podcast we've done. You see, normally we take content about a topic from a past live morning show, like a discussion with each other or listeners or an interview with a guest. And then we edit that content, remove the breaks and stuff that's not really relevant to the podcast theme and produce it into that fancy podcast you normally hear. And that way, when you hear it again, you can share it with others or maybe even just experience what we do for the first time. Well, we've received several requests now to be able to hear again what happened on the air Friday, June 12th. It's what we call on the show Follow-Up Friday, where we allow you to take the lead, take the mic, and talk about anything from the show that week that you thought interested you. Well, around 6.36, we took a call that really impacted us. And not in a positive way, unfortunately. And the impact that one phone call didn't just touch us. It really affected all of the Moody Radio Cleveland family the rest of the morning. So in light of all the requests to hear that again, we decided the best thing to do would be just release the audio from the show as a podcast. But not that repackaged kind. We just thought we'd let it happen, as it did. Kind of a day in the life of Brian and Janelle Mornings. We did cut out all the breaks and the music, and we edited out some promotional talk and made the hard decision to remove a discussion with Dr. John Perkins just so we could keep that conversation with family, you know, with you. You'll hear a bleep where breaks and songs were so you can get a feel for what actually happened that day. Next week, we'll return to our more fancy produced versions of the Brian and Janelle podcast. But for now, here's what actually happened on Friday, June 12th, 2020 this follow-up Friday. And we yield to you. We've got Steve and Sandusky on the air. Good morning, Steve. What do you have for us for follow-up Friday? Good morning. Morning. Uh, I'm trying to get my phone over to the regular speaker. Hey, uh, that happens. <laughs> no problem. What was your question again, No, I, I just wanted to know for follow-up Friday what you have for us, brother. Um. Well, you know, I wanted to talk about, you were talking about, actually, first of all, I enjoyed Janelle's prayer just a a couple of minutes ago. Really liked it. I thought she was spot on with it. But uh, anyhow, I think we should have some accountability in society and be honest about um, what is the root cause of a lot of our racial problems. You know, throughout time, I've worked most of my adult life in um, the federal government, And several times I've been cast up for minority hiring when other people weren't qualified for the job or not nearly as qualified as me. And it was rather aggravating. I think in society now we're at a point where we have reverse discrimination, that uh, white guys get the short end of the stick a lot of times. And I think that's uh, a shame. It's not fair. And uh, it's an issue that's rarely talked about. The other thing, you know, um, we see where there's a lot of policemen and black gentlemen having problems in society. I think the bulk of it comes from disrespect when officers approach people. I mean, if you're not breaking the law, there's no reason to be disrespectful to a policeman. Just answer his questions or his or hers questions and treat him with respect. And you'll be on your way as soon as possible, as long as you haven't broken the law. But. A lot of uh, I, I think that if we reformed our welfare system to where all able-bodied people uh, would get jobs, they wouldn't have a lot of time to get into mischief. I mean, I believe in the Old Testament it says if people are too lazy to work, that they 
should uh, not be fed. So, I mean, that's what's the connection that, to, to race on that, though? I'm just trying to figure out where we, is, is that a separate? Well, I, think to, it's a dis, I think there's a disproportionate number of, of black people that are on welfare, men in particular, that are able bodied to go out and get jobs, but they don't get jobs and they, they stay on our welfare system. And then they have time to, they can't go make money legally. So they get into illegal activities and then they have run-ins with the police and then they have altercations with the police. And then we have um, occasionally them getting shot. Now, sometimes there's bad cops. Whenever you have any big group of people, you're going to have a few bad apples. There's some bad cops out there, not many, but a few. And then sometimes the police also just simply make mistakes like all human beings do. Sure. So, I I mean, mean, uh, do do you have time to talk about this together a little bit? Sure. Fantastic. Um, I, do, do you know that there's more white people on welfare than black people? Well, that's because there's a bunch more of us in society, I would think. Okay. I, I, I got to tell you. Fortunately. Steve, I, I, how long have you been a Moody Radio listener? Oh, probably, I don't know, 15, 20 years. Praise the Lord. Uh, and how, how long have you been a follower of Jesus? Probably, I'm 59 now. I was 21 when I got saved. Oh, wow. Praise the Lord. Uh, how do the, the ideas you just shared with me, how do you think those fit with the scriptures? Like, how, how the scriptures guided you to those conclusions? How did the scripture? Well, I'll tell you, I, I was listening, I, you know, I was driving down the road, listening to Moody one day, and uh, they, they said something about... You know, and this was a, a ways back when Kaepernick started kneeling down during the national anthem. And I started thinking about why would these young black men be being shot by policemen? I mean, I've, I know a lot of policemen that are great people. They don't want to hurt anybody. Mm-hmm. All they want to do is their job yeah, to me uphold too. Yeah. the law, Cre- you know, bring peace to society. Their job is to protect and serve society, and that's what they want to do. So for them to get into a situation where they feel they need to shoot somebody, um, why would that be? And then I start thinking, well, why does it seem like there's a disproportionate number of young black men getting Steve, into I gotta jump in though, with I, the policemen? Because, okay. of, because of time, I want to jump in because I, I understand where you're coming from here, but I'm trying to figure out how the scriptures have guided you to your conclusions you've shared with us today. And you haven't brought up the scriptures yet. True, true. Um, How do the scriptures? I don't know. I hadn't really given that any thought about, other than uh, when people are too lazy to work, who let them starve, I believe is what it says in the Old Testament. Uh, Actually, it's in the New Testament, and that was a rebuke uh, to people in the church who would refuse to do work and wanted to just take from the church. It was was no statement of public welfare at all. Um, Okay. And so here's here's what I would say, Steve. I I want you to know how Mm -hmm. much I love you and how much I'm I'm glad you're part of the Moody Radio family, and I'm glad that Mm -hmm. you found Jesus. Uh, But I got to tell you that I disagree with and I'm hurt by a lot of the things you've shared with us today. And I'm looking across mm-hmm. the table at my friend Janelle, uh, who is a, a, a Dominican-American, an Afro-Dominican. Her husband is African-American. Mm-hmm. Her, her mm-hmm. children are African-American. And the way you've mm-hmm. described African-Americans today is so far from African-Americans in the way that the Lord wants us to view our brothers and sisters. 
that I just don't know what to say, but I love you. And I'd ask you to search the scriptures and pray about it because I think you're wrong on this, my friend. Okay. Uh, I'll, uh, I'll take your advice. And I'll pray about it and read. Um, I, look, because Steve, I'm a mess, bro. God, I, I want you to know I'm, God, I'm wrong about God, a lot of things. You know, God loves black people just as much as he loves white people. I mean, we're, there's only one race. It's the human race. There you go. But we, we need to, to get together and, uh, I think have some accountability for people that, that are inappropriate and don't blame it on the police when people are inappropriate, regardless of their color. And see, that's you know? the interesting thing though, Steve, about the discussion happening around the country about what happened to, um, to George Floyd is that he was respectful. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. No, no, no. George was a thug. He was in and out of jail. He broke the law well, many, hold many on, times. Steve, Steve, he, Steve, go ahead. Go ahead. Does he deserve to die for committing crimes in his past? Because no. if that's the case, King no. David should have been killed for raping Bathsheba. There you go. But I, 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 um, you know, it was a tragedy what happened that day. Actually, the policeman wasn't paying attention to that guy because of the mob that was around him, um, which Steve. doesn't justify it. He should have known better. He was 100% wrong, and it was a terrible thing that happened. Nobody should ever die in police hands, especially when they're handcuffed. But I'm sure what you didn't see was he was fighting with them cops before the video started, which was wrong on his so, part. So, Steve, do you think he deserved to die? No, absolutely not. It sounds like you do, though. No, 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 no. I'm sorry if I sound that way. Um, it, it's certainly not. No, that was a terrible thing that happened to that. This is not the first man. time I mean, I've seen someone in the context of the murder of George Floyd, bring up his past. Where's the connection, Steve? Help me understand that. Well, the day that that happened, I'm sure he was fighting with that cop and that cop, actually all those policemen were all hyped up. Actually, a lot of people don't realize what an unpleasantry it is for policemen to have to get into a physical confrontation with people when they're out trying to enforce the law. I actually they know that quite upset. well. My, my, my father-in-law is a retired police captain. And my, my wife was a captain or a, a police officer as well, my friend. I know what you're talking about. Right. But in, right. in, in this case, I love you, but I have to tell you, you're completely wrong on this. He was held down by multiple people. And his, sure. there was a knee on his neck. Those were the f- and it was a murder. Right. And, it, and it was horrible. And oh, he didn't no, deserve no, no, it. No, 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 no. And he was actually Murders a believer. people do it on purpose. He's, that, that, Steve. That cop did not do that on purpose. Steve, he's a follower of Jesus. I know a pastor in Minneapolis who've met, met him and talked to him. His pastors in Houston, Texas, where he's from, proclaim his faith in oh. Christ. He loves Jesus. And yeah. I have to tell you, I have to tell you. Mm-hmm. That he wouldn't have been the gospel the law itself. I, I want to talk about the gospel for a minute. I, I want to I want to talk about okay. the gospel for a minute because sure. I, I want to talk about me when it comes to the gospel, Steve. I am a wretched sinner. Mm. I mean, Steve, I sin in thought, word, and deed today. I'm going to do it tomorrow, and I did when I was younger. Uh, I I can't even tell. I've been, bro. I I don't want to go into all the details because I like my job, and I don't want people to know all of my sins. And start trying to call for my head, okay? Yeah. But the good news of the gospel of Jesus Christ is that while I was yet a sinner, Christ died for me anyway. And, and Jesus' life, death, and resurrection paid the price for the penalty I deserve. I deserve it, Steve. I'm a sinner who falls short of the glory of God, 
And if people held up my life in the light of, of society, they'd say, I deserve, I, I deserve death, because I do. But the beauty of the gospel is that that makes it, because I'm saved from Christ because of this, I am so grateful. I am so grateful for what Christ did for me that I have to look around and, and say what Paul said. Paul said in the New Testament, my friend, that he called himself the chief among sinners, that he was the worst, and he didn't deserve Christ. And so I, am, I think I'm the one who deserves death. So I want to go around and make sure other people hear about the good news of Jesus Christ so that they can get saved. And I want to tell you what I'm hearing from you, brother. I love you so much, and I care about you. But the things you're saying today are not reflective of the gospel of Jesus Christ. You're, you're sharing things with us today that I, I, I think you believe because you're espousing them. But they communicate racism towards African-American people whom I love. I'm looking at one right across the street. I love plenty of black people, too. You're, you're expressing— a lot of black friends. You're expressing things that are antithetical to the gospel of Jesus Christ. I just want to be sure I'm clear on it. And I want to call you to recommit your life to Christ and view these events in the light of Scripture. Because remember, we, we talked about uh, that and on this show regularly, if you listen to us, we mm-hmm. hold up the lens of Scripture to current events. And as I've said many times, Romans 12, 2 says, I want to let God transform into a new person by changing the way I think. And you said yourself that right. your, your conclusions are not based on anything you know of in Scripture. So I would just encourage you, because I love you. I'm glad you're part of the Moody family. I'd encourage you to, to take your thoughts today and bring them before the Lord in Scripture and test them against the Scriptures and see what the Lord would teach you. Will you do that for sounds me, Steve? Good. Yeah, yeah, that sounds very reasonable. Because I don't want you to walk away from this thinking I'm mad at you. I want you to walk away from no, this no, thinking no. that I love you and I care about you. Do you feel that way, brother? Yes, yeah, I hear what you're saying, and it's actually good advice. And you know what? Uh, you, We all deserve the punishment that Jesus took up on that cross. That's right. Amen. Not just you, not just anybody, but we all, you know, does it, you know, if we got what we deserved. So you're right on many points. And, and, and I I'll think, pray about it. Uh, praise God. Good. Thank you for that. I'm grateful. And I, um, hey. yeah. But, um, you know, I, I heard uh, earlier, I thought I heard Janelle say she was going through some uh, protest. What do you, but I don't get what, what she would be protesting about. You, you know, know what, Steve? Um, I, I think we we've, we've covered a lot of beside our policemen. Hold in, on one in, second. Hold on one second, Steve. Hold on one second. Whew. I love you so much, but I, I think we need to stop going back. And I'd, I'd encourage you to go to the scriptures because I, I love you. We can we can pull them back up here. Uh, Steve, Janelle is my dear friend, my sister in Christ. Her sure. brother, uh, her husband, Len, right. is at her kids. And you're breaking my friend's heart. I think it's okay to protest. Just have a reasonable Steve, cause. Steve, hear me, hear me. We're, we're brothers and sisters in Christ, and your words are hurting my friend, your sister. I don't want to do that. Okay, so I think it'd be better if we just kind of left it where it is, don't you, if you're hurting my friend? Sounds good. No problem. I don't want to hurt anybody. Because I'm telling you, my friend Janelle prides herself in saying she doesn't cry very much, and I'm seeing tears in her eyes. <laughs> and I'm, I'm a mix of, I'm about to start crying on the radio, man, because you're breaking my friend's heart. Your words are, we'll are not communicating the gospel of Jesus Christ, and they're, they're not loving your neighbor. And they're, they're making my friend Len Neville sound like a horrible person. Yeah. 
just because he's black and he's not, he's a better man than I am. And I don't want to hurt my friend. I love you, Steve. I got to take a break. Oh, Lord Jesus, come. 651. <sighs> I'm not, um, I'm not speechless very often. I got to be honest with you. You know that about me. I got a problem talking too much. Yeah. Can we pray? Yeah. Yeah, let's do. Ron, would you pray for us? Yeah. Lord Jesus, thank you that you have come for all mankind. All of us have sinned and we come short of your glory. Lord, we thank you that your arms reach out to so many people. Lord, help us as we strive to to think of our world in a way that's biblically, that we filter our thoughts through the lens of Scripture so that we're trying to think more like you would think every day. Lord, help us here on the radio station that, that the words we say would be those that you want us to say, Lord, and that you would speak through us the truth that, that our culture needs, that Northeast Ohio and Northwest Pennsylvania needs. And Lord, we pray for our listeners that they would hear those words and that it, it would challenge them to, to dive into the scriptures like Paul challenged the Bereans to test that what we say is true. Lord, we thank you for giving us your scripture so that we can do that. And we thank you for the technology of radio so that we can do what we do here. And we thank you for your grace that makes this all uh, something that's worth doing. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Thanks, Ron. Amen. You know, it's interesting. We're getting two types of responses right now, and some of them are just uh, touching my heart. People are asking if you're okay, Janelle. A lot of people are. are you yes. okay? Yeah, I'm good. I'm just, yeah. I'm a little speechless. Uh, and then but, there's a whole yeah, other group love, of text messages. Lots of great texts. Yeah. And then this one. No, there's a whole bunch of it. There's calls. There's text messages of yes. people trying to say, actually, uh, Brian, you did a great job twisting that man's words. Nothing you said was racial uh, wow. in nature. He's trying to raise some really important good points. Yeah. And um, that's the thing. He's not alone. Like, we've gotten messages like this. And but to hear it on air, and he 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 wasn't angry, and he I think he truly believed what he said. It and it was disturbing. I'm trying very carefully not to just because there's no justification. I guess what I'm trying to say is, it just showed me the need for people to really listen. If you live on your on your side of the world and you experience life in your environment and don't really listen to people on the other side, I think you can really end up like that person, Steve, that just called. Do you see what I'm saying? Like, mm -hmm. I think he really believes it because it's his world. I wonder if he's ever really sat. He said he has black friends. I'm not going to question that. We need more people just sitting down and really asking and really listening like what is what is your world? How do you what are your experiences? I don't know, and and maybe that still won't 
change somebody's mind, but I think a lot of people that are believers and really love the Lord, if you really take the time, if you agree with Steve and you love the Lord and take the time to listen to people that have different experiences than you and are hurt by these events and really listen with an open heart, it may change you if you're really looking for understanding. Yeah. I've had to repent over the years of racism in my heart, and I thought I was innocent of it. But you know what? It's about the gospel. It's about the fact that Romans 12, too, as we talk about all the time, it said God wants to transform us into new people, not just by having us make a little commitment to f- that Jesus is our personal Savior, but that the Word of God would transform us into a new person by changing the way we think. Yeah. Yeah. And I want the, the punctuation mark on this half hour of radio to be the life, death, and resurrection of Jesus Christ, who died for a wretched sinner like me, and I don't deserve it. And he still died for me anyway, and he died for you. If you want to know more about what it means to follow Jesus without any commitments, just text the word Jesus to 440-546-2255. Text the word Jesus to 440-546-2255. We'd love to send you back uh, a, a little text message and a link that describes what it means to be a follower of Jesus. Because more than anything, that's what I want for you in your life. It's changed me, and I believe it can change you. 733, Brian and Janelle. It is follow-up Friday. We're welcome, welcoming you to bring up topics that we've covered this week, which have been many. Few of, of a few of them were light. <laughs> <laughs> and we had discussions continuing on Facebook, and we've seen your comments. We've actually pulled up some of those. I got some private emails hmm. and messages that were very disturbing this week. Oh, my. Yeah. And that's why even this call, I wasn't even, like, surprised because I'm seeing the call we got at around 740. It was from a, a man that sounded Nice. Like he wasn't angry at us. He was just sharing his views on society and on the black community and on the events of George Floyd. And what stuck out to me during that conversation, he shared a lot. But what stuck out to me during that conversation was him bringing up George Floyd's past. George Floyd wasn't a perfect human being. You've shared and Christianity Today shared that he was a believer you know a pastor that was has engaged with him oh, in the past. A dear family friend who met him and declared he's a follower of Christ. He met him right before he went on a Christian radio show in Minneapolis. Yeah. Mm-hmm. George Floyd loved the Lord, yeah. And that call culminated many instances of me hearing that same narrative of, yeah, it, it, this is exactly how I'm hearing it. First, I hear the person say or write, yeah, it was so messed up what happened to him. It wasn't right. But this is a, a, a man that's been engaged with crime. He's done drugs. He committed a robbery in his past. All of that. And I still, where it, this is a belief, this is, we're believers. This is Moody mm-hmm. Radio. And people that have messaged me or people that are sharing things like this on social media are believers. And when they say that, I don't get first the connection 
what does his past have anything to do with the 8 minutes, 46 seconds that he was held down by a police officer's knee and was yelling out for mercy, saying, I can't breathe more than a dozen times. I don't see the connection. And that and was years in the past. Years it wasn't ago. like, oh, he just got out of prison. Yeah. This is five, maybe 10 years yeah. in the past. Yeah, I don't know why we're, why is that even coming up? The fact that it's so far in his past to mm-hmm. me, and please correct me, it's almost like we're assigning value to somebody's life based on their past. As in his has less value? That's what I'm saying. Like, that's what I feel. So I'll leave that there and we can unpack that. And then number two, coming from a community of believers or coming from a believer, I don't understand how we can proclaim the gospel, which involves me saying I'm a sinner and I'm a mess and I'm coming to a holy and perfect God and I don't deserve it. How you can do that and walk that out and say those words about a person like George Floyd. In fact, the message I got even said, why does he get such a big funeral? Somebody wrote that to you? Yeah. The same message that was talking about, yeah, it was messed up what happened to him, but look at his past. Look at the things he does. Why does he get such a big funeral? I I didn't know what to do because it's not, it's almost, oh, it's like what you said about MLK. I wish the call or this email that I got was angry because then you know where to put that and you know what to do with that. But the fact that it's nice and that it's from a believer is what makes it disturbing. And it brings up what you shared about MLK where he was just like, that's more destructive. Yeah, he he said he's more discouraged by white moderates who are apathetic. Mm-hmm than by the Ku Klux Klan. Yeah. And I could go get the quote again, but um, but I, we don't have time for that at the moment. I understand what you're saying. It's almost as if maybe the Lord is asking us to do a self-examination of the church and re-examination and rediscovery of sorts of the gospel itself. Yeah. The gospel. We're very vocal in the last few years about the value of life. We fly that flag in front of a secular country and a secular world. And for them to hear us say that about a human being and the value of his life and putting anything, anything, his past or anything else attached to the value of his life, coming from believers, that that's concerning. And I think it puts to question our message to the world, both the gospel and the value of life. Yeah, I mean— this is what we talk about all the time, you know, you said that so well, that we we want every moment of our lives to be reflective of being ambassadors for Christ, ergo the, the ambassadors for the gospel of Jesus Christ, which proclaims I'm a sinner and I'm horrible and I don't deserve salvation. Mm-hmm. And yet, how can we, and in one breath say that, right, is what you're saying, yeah. and then the next breath say, well, it sucks that he died, but whoa, you know, come on, the guy was a criminal. Yeah, just like the Apostle Paul, huh? Yeah, that's so incongruent with the very core of what we believe that it's perplexing. Like it's, it leaves me speechless yeah. to go, I don't know how you in one breath proclaim the gospel and in the next say that. Because they, like, if anything, his past ought to make him an even clearer example of salvation through Jesus Christ because he was once a sinner and is now saved. There are videos going around of George Floyd 
encouraging and inspiring young people to stop violence. You mentioned a close friend that knows him and engaged him. This is what we're telling the world Jesus can do. He can transform lives. And believers are using his past sins that the Lord died for on the cross to attach it to, yeah, it's messed up he died, but look. Maybe we're wrong on this. I highly doubt it. But are we missing something here? 743 Toby Mac, Moody Radio, Cleveland. Hey, by the way, don't forget, we have a Father's Day contest underway that shuts down on Sunday. Five, five. We'll announce it on Monday. Let's go to Melinda in Canton this follow-up Friday, 440-546-2255. Melinda, what do you have for us, sister? Uh, well, a couple of things. The other day, the uh, lead singer in the band, mm-hmm. uh, yeah. you asked reactions to that. Yeah, he, um, he publicly professed that he had uh, he no longer believes in God. It was a guy that's the lead singer for Hawk Nelson. Well, um, in that, there's a <laughs> there's a whole lot of things involved. Uh, first, I, I I could my reaction is I can't tell other people how to react, but my personal reaction was praise for answer to prayer. Um, I've been praying for a while to for God to expose the deceivers and the hypocrisy, and he confessed it. Um, so in that, I'm thankful, and maybe God can use that. Yeah. But along with that, um, hypocrisy <laughs> seems to be uh, a theme. Um, the other person that I remember expressed uh, frustration about the station and how it made him feel and that he had to stop listening for a while. Mm-hmm. I felt that same reaction because I listen and so many times it's like guilt. I, I, I don't suffer from false guilt, but there's so many times I feel like I'm supposed to feel guilty for the color of my skin or that I went to church and opposed authorities, and yet, on the other side, it's like Christians want to have it both ways. We want to use this and say, oh, listen to authorities and don't go to church to protect everybody, and then you don't mention anything about the hypocrisy of not saying anything about gathering, that it's okay because there was an injustice, and there was an injustice. And then... The guilt, don't bring up someone else's guilt, but then we're all supposed to feel guilty because of what people did in our nation years prior. It's mm-hmm. just, it's, it is frustrating, and it's... it's, it's so so it's, you're sensing some hypocrisy from us, is what you're saying? Yeah, well, not hypocrisy just from you, just from the, the Christian community as a whole. Mm-hmm. We sure. pick and choose who we can ignore their sins now and i am not in any way condemning george floyd but uh, from reports and i don't agree with this either this we don't nobody's been tried nobody's you know i yes the videos was there mess in a system well we also are supposed to be held accountable for our where we there's consequences 
for our actions, whether we're, we're believers, whether we've confessed Christ, whether we, we all struggle through sin throughout our lives, and whether we're saved or not, we can still sin and we'll still be forgiven. Yeah. But the consequences remain. This was, this was not just. It was not right. The, I condemn it in every way. And the person who did it is also accountable for his. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. So the the people that express frustration or whatever, I understand it because yeah, I hear it constantly. I, I am to feel guilty. And actually, I don't suffer from false guilt, but the other day, uh, Janelle's conversation about uh how we react to our husbands. I was very convicted on that. And I was guilty of not speaking respectfully. So it's because I wondered about myself, am I just ignoring things I don't want to hear? But no, when I'm convicted, I don't Mm -hmm. deny it. Yeah. Yeah. So, so you felt what you're saying is a healthy measure of guilt with Janelle's discussion about wives and such. Is that correct? But you're, but it's not the same kind of guilt you say you're, you're feeling when we talk about race issues. Right, because how are they we're different? All supposed to, we're all supposed to feel guilty for things we had nothing to do with, and as a as a society, we're we're just supposed to all feel guilty and and say you know because of what people did in the past. Despite all the progress, and I know it's not where it should be, and I'm not saying that we shouldn't work toward it, but we're we're just saying feel guilty about it and just do whatever they say. And we have utter chaos in this nation because of it. You know, I chaos. I we haven't had any yeah. violent protests for boy about a week now, as far as I know. Do you know what's going on in Seattle? Well, I mean, maybe in Seattle, but I know here in Northeast Ohio, we've had, even in the neighboring community to mine, we've had some very beautiful, peaceful protests. Beachwood um, Beach just had but, one yesterday. Hold on one second, Melinda, because I know Ron wanted to jump in here, and I jumped on Ron. So, Ron, yeah. go ahead. Melinda, I would just say we're not supposed to feel guilty, but we see an injustice that is being done, that has been done for a long time, and we're supposed to want to correct that injustice and, and that's, that's nothing wrong with that okay so it, it's not a matter of feeling guilty um just acknowledge that that things aren't right and let's take actions to make them right and and so often people want to step in and say well george floyd had a criminal record or george floyd had fentanyl in his system or George Floyd may have had some drugs that dropped out of his pocket or may have implanted, whatever the case may be. None of that is justification for kneeling on a man's neck for eight minutes and 46 seconds while he... 100%. 100%. But as a Christian, we're we're not the judicial system. We are Christians. And are we going to say, oh, that was wrong... And ignore consequences? Are we telling everybody that 
well, as long as you're a Christian, you don't have to worry about what you're not going to have an injustice done to you if if you're in a situation. And I'm not talking just outside of George Floyd. I'm saying overall, are we saying that, you know, no matter what the consequences, we live in a world where there's other people that do things wrong. Mm -hmm. We live in a world that has to have order. Are we saying that these officers and I'm not condoning his action in any way, but now it's swung the pendulum, the absolute awful other way. And that every police officer is evil and corrupt and i don't know anyone saying that melinda i don't know anyone we're not saying that i don't know anyone saying that if they're saying that they're absolutely wrong not not you yeah yeah oh yeah of course of of not not supporting them because i i'm uh, melinda can i can i jump in here I, I, I love you, sister and and we got a bunch of time constraints in front of us so i i want to try to zero this down into one one question I have for you from what you've been saying today, you talked about how you felt a really healthy measure of guilt when Janelle brought up issues for wives, but an, an uncomfortable level of guilt when we're talking about issues of race. What's the difference spiritually for you? No, I, you didn't understand me. I said I felt guilt about that, and I, I, I don't suffer from false guilt, but I feel like it, it's a constant push on me that I should feel guilt for the color of my skin. Right. Appearance. No, I, I don't want yeah. you to feel guilty for that. I don't, I don't, I don't think anybody does. Yeah. Um, I, I want, um, I want to grow closer to Jesus Christ and I'm up against a break. Melinda, forgive me. Um, I do have to take a quick break. We're way off in our timing here, but I want, to be a, a clear person who declares my guilt before the Lord and my need for Christ. And I'm convinced that the best way to grow closer to Jesus is have him reveal to me the ways in which I'm guilty of sinning against him and help me grow closer to him because of it. And there's times, I got to tell you, when I feel a healthy kind of guilt, like, wow, I got to work on that. And there's times when I feel an uncomfortable guilt, and they're both from God because I'm embarrassed of my sin mm-hmm. and I'm convicted by it. We got to take a quick break. If there's one thing we encourage here on the Brian and Janelle morning show is conversation. Yeah. Whether or not we agree with each other mm-hmm. is so encouraging to have a family like the Brian and Janelle morning family to process everything that's going on with. And so mm-hmm. everything that happens here, both from six through nine every day, and 24-7, Chris Brooks, Janet Parshall, all of that happens because of listeners like you who decided to come alongside us and support us financially. We've been listener-supported for more than 60 years. MoodyRadio.org slash Cleveland. Uh, you know, we had a great discussion earlier this week with, um, with a pastor from Illyria. And, it, and he talked about this difference between conviction and condemnation. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think a lot of times when we feel guilt, it's because we should feel guilt. Yeah. And uh, let me just tell you personally, from my perspective, uh, my maternal grandfather was uh, both horrifically anti-Semitic and racist. My paternal grandfather, I've recently learned, was actually pretty intensely anti-Semitic. Hmm. It's not my fault. Yeah. Right. 
but I'm going to call it what it is. It was sin. It was wrong. I wish it wouldn't have been that way. They were wrong. I condemn what they did. Mm -hmm. And I want to do my best to be part of the solution moving forward. Because I think that's what the gospel demands of me. And if you had been around them enough that those uh, views had, had filtered into your life, you might feel guilt about this because you know uh, Dr. Michael Rydelnik, for example, you're good friends with him. Yeah. And, and to feel like, well, he's a lesser person because he's Jewish, you would think that's not right. Mm -hmm. And you'd come to grips that because of the scriptures, you would understand that is not right. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Let's go to some calls, 440-546-2255. Willa in Cleveland. Hey, what are your thoughts? You're on, you're on air, Willa. Oh, hi. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> good morning. How are you? Hey, good. What are your thoughts okay. on this conversation? I just thought, um, listening to everything, I didn't hear you when you first began, but I just felt in my heart that you need a good dose of encouragement. Aww, Aww. And I just, uh, you know, I love listening to you and, and uh, the, where your heart is. And um, so um, I want to just to tell you that God is with you. I'm praying for you. And uh, I enjoy you every morning. And, um, you know, the Bible says, don't put your trust in man. Mm -hmm. And so, um, you know, we have to sometimes just rise above what we see and what we hear. And that's why he says, keep your eyes fixed on me. Yeah. And that's the only way we can make it. We cannot make it any other way. I'm 85 years old. And um, I was born in Alabama, so I grew up into this difficulty and all of this. But God is faithful. He's brought us all the way. Mm -hmm. He's done that. And so, you know, uh, someone said to me just recently, we need to pray. I said, well, the only answer I have to that is that I need to pray more because I've been praying because I could see that we were in trouble just listening to what people are saying, yeah. I knew that we were in trouble in America. I didn't think of global, but I thought here in America, we are in trouble. Just knowing God, what I know about him, because I've known him a long time, and I have a history with him. And so, um, but I do. I'm, I mean, I'm convicted to just to pray more and to look to God because he's the answer to every question, every problem. Yeah. Jesus, Jesus Christ is the answer. Okay. Willa, God bless you. You're a big encouragement the day we need it. I told Janelle off the air here that uh, I can't remember a time in over 10 years working in, in radio ministry where I felt so brokenhearted as I have today. Oh, yeah. Uh, okay. And um, I'm, I'm grateful for your reminder because in spite of being brokenhearted over sin, Christ is king and conquers sin. And, yeah, he is. And he calls us to hold each other accountable and love each other and call each other to repentance that we might grow, draw, draw closer to him. And your reminder is so apropos, it's so appropriate for us to just say, yes, we must keep our eyes on him. For he is the way, the truth, and the life. And he is the one who hates racism. And he is the one who proclaims that we ought to be people who are people of unity and people who call out sin and call people to commit their lives to Christ. So thank you, Willa, for your encouraging words. Amen. 
Follow-up Friday will continue. We are locked up on the phone lines. Call or text. We'll get to more of your calls coming up. Follow-up Friday, one of our favorite days. This is when the show is yours. 440-546-2255. We're processing the topics we covered this week and, more importantly, the events going on in this historical time that we get to live through. Mm. In exactly one hour, 9.05, Follow-Up Friday continues, but live on Facebook. And so if you're not following us, this is the time to do it. And I want to welcome Ella Louise and Eddie. Welcome to our Facebook family, Brian and Janelle. So go ahead and follow us and be ready. In five minutes, the video goes up and you get to see us. And we continue follow-up Friday. In a few minutes, I do want to share with you the words of not just Dr. Michael Rydelnik throughout this week, but J.D. Greer and Dr. Mark Job. So that you are clear if you're hearing some things today from some of our listening family, who we love dearly, uh, I want you to know where we stand as an organization and as individuals. But we want to talk to you. Lala in Newcastle. Hey, you're on the air. Hey, how y'all doing this morning? Hey, good. So what are That's your thoughts? Well, I'm 61 years old. I'm from the Midwest. Mm-hmm. I live in Pennsylvania. And racism is wild in our country. Mm. And we happen to be a product of what we've been taught. And if you've been taught to feel guilty, you feel guilty. If you've been taught to have pride, you have pride. I think that we as Americans need to call out wrong when it happens. If you see something wrong, speak about it. Mm. Tell your friends. Stop voting these people in that hate you because of the color of your skin. When our president says rude and ignorant things. I I don't want to go down that road. I love you, Lala, but we want to stay away from politics. Mm. Yeah. God God bless you. I appreciate your comments there, sister, um, and your encouragement. You know, I I think here's here's my thought as we've been talking about some of these things here for a few minutes. Conviction ought to lead to compassion. Yeah. Not guilt. We have freedom in Christ. Exactly. We have freedom in Christ. We're forgiven for our sin. And so when we feel guilt, we can turn our guilt to the Lord, say, Lord, forgive me. I know Jesus died for my sins. Turn my guilt into compassion. 440-546-2255. Just a a little reminder, I love Lala. Thank you so much for your encouragement. But we want to stay like a million light years away from anything political. We're nonpartisan, and uh, we want to honor government authority and all that jazz. Angelia in Akron, what are your thoughts? Well, good morning. Hey, I love your name. Thank you. You you know me better as Angie. Um, I I am always on your um, Facebook morning show. Oh, that's cool. That's cool. (laughs) But um, today, you know, I listen to you guys on my drive to work. Excuse my voice because I'm a little... I'm a little shaken up today. I am too. I'm having a real hard time today. I know. My heart is so heavy for the two of you. And the Lord just, you know, I have never called in. I've listened to you for over 30 years. But today I had to call and encourage you um, just to let you know that according to Corinthians, 2 Corinthians 13 and 5, God calls us to examine ourselves he t- calls us to turn that light from being outwards to the inwards so we can test and examine our own selves. And right now, that's what you're calling us as 
fellow believers to do. And that's what the Lord is calling us to do in this hour is to turn that light inwards to examine ourselves. And he doesn't stop there in 2 Corinthians. He goes on into the 11th uh, verse, and he says that finally, brothers, rejoice, aim for restoration, comfort one another, agree with one another, live in peace, and the God of love and peace will be with you. Greet one another with a holy kiss. All the saints greet you. The grace of the Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with you. He's calling us to rest. Duration. He's calling us to peace. No matter what side of the line that you're standing on with this, he is calling us. Jesus Christ is calling us to a place of restoration and love. He's calling us to examine ourselves. Stop examining your brother. Examine yourself. I wanted to encourage you guys today because my heart is so heavy for you because this is something that's maxed each and every one of us in the face so we can look at ourselves and say, is that me? Mm. Not that I'm trying to cause my brother to find guilt. I'm trying to find in my own heart where I stand. You know, I can hide behind a lot of things and show you a lot of things out there. But when I get behind closed doors, I need to examine my heart and see if it's right with Christ. And that is the most important thing. So I encourage the two of you today, stand strong. You, Janelle, Brian, and Ron, stand strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. He's going to get us all through this. And then nobody else can. Nobody else can. He's going to get us through this. He loves us so much. He calls us to reconciliation. He said that he would, that no man would be lost. No man. That's what he came for. He came for all humanity because he loves all humanity. Not just no one single human being. He loves us all. And that's what he went to the cross for and died for and rose again for. That we all would come to the love of God. And I just wanted to encourage you guys and tell you I love you. And I trust and believe that the Lord is working through you and with you today. And today may be a, a hard time for us all right now, but he's calling us to look at ourselves. Oh, I Angie. Hurt you I love you. Thank you. Um, I'm tearing up when you're talking here. I, I got to tell you that I'm not, I'm not angry. I am so brokenhearted. I think of, you know, when Jesus wept over Jerusalem. Uh, I, I weep over Northeast Ohio and some of what I've heard from God's people today. It's like we've, because I, I want people to know and remember that those who don't know love don't know God because God is love. And yeah. when we exude something opposite of love in any way, we are counterproductive to the gospel. My heart breaks when I'm hearing my fellow brothers and sisters in Christ talk about things that that ought to be clear sin that's worthy of repentance, and then that turns into gratefulness to God. Yeah. Yes. But it's leading to anger, Angie, and I'm yes. heartbroken. I'm heartbroken. I am too. I am too. I'm hard. I am too. And I just pray that when we do examine our hearts, that we know that it's the love of Christ that we're all living for, and we're all aiming for, and we're all just standing for is the love of Christ. It's the love of Christ. It's the love of Christ. 
It's not whether you're this. It's not whether you're that. It's the love of Christ. He died for us all. He didn't care who we were. He died. He got up. When God said, I need someone to go, he said, send me. I'll go. Mm -hmm. Because he loved us just that much. Yeah. Yeah, and you know God loves somebody if he gets together this group of misfits to talk about him every day. So, <laughs> Angie, we love you, and um, I'm so glad you called today. And um, you almost made me ugly cry on the radio, so oh. I don't know how I feel about that. Don't worry, I'm doing enough for you. <laughs> God bless you, my friend. You know what? Wait. What? She should get a mug. First time you caller, want she almost made you cry. Come on, Brian. Well, if I'm being honest, she did make me cry, but I just didn't. I can't hear it because it wasn't ugly. Uh, do you, you want a mug? Sure. I drink coffee every day. All right. Ooh, well, now you got yeah. a mug for it. We'll send you one. You stay on hold, Angie, and Kelly will get your info, and we'll send it off. Uh, it's uh, 814. We're up against a break again. So we're going to take a quick break, get to more of your calls. A lot of you want to talk to us, and we've got another you know, 45 minutes to go on the show here this follow-up Friday. 816, shares coming up on Wednesday. Can't wait for it. 600 For just tuning in, there's been a whole lot going on today, uh, but we're grateful for the opportunity to lift up the name of Jesus. And I want to take a quick mm-hmm. moment before we get to the next call, and just uh, for clarity's sake, remind you of some powerful words um, from my friends and colleagues here at Moody Bible Institute, uh, some of whom I work for and some of whom are colleagues. Yeah. Dr. Michael Rydelnik uh, did a great post. You can go check it out at his website. We can even share it as well. Um, But he made three points thinking biblically about current events. And it's that racism is wrong, that protests are permissible, and that violence is a violation of God's word. But very specifically, he said, quote, all this to say that the murder of George Floyd and the the, the systemic racism the African-Americans deal with on a daily basis is reprehensible to God, and it should be to us as well. And Dr. Mark Joe, president of Moody Bible Institute, said a whole lot of stuff, but he gave us as employees some specific instructions, seven points of how to process today's uh, events. But I'm going to give you just a first couple so you know where we're coming from. Number one, he said, don't be quick to judge people's experience. This is a time to listen, he said, to empathize, to acknowledge people's stories and their pain. It's easy from the outside, if you've never lived through it, to excuse or explain away people's pain. Instead, we need to listen to our African-American brothers and sisters who are expressing grief and pain and deep hurt. This is a time for everyone to listen. Number two, he said, don't dismiss legitimate peaceful protests. He said the protests that started out with legitimate concerns and many peaceful protesters, unfortunately, they've been sabotaged, some of them by looting and vandalism and violence, and that's hurt the communities, and many of them which are struggling. Uh, And so, but he says, don't dismiss the peaceful ones just because there were violent ones. Number three, and this is the one I think is most appropriate for today. He said this to the employees of the Moody Bible Institute. Don't absolve yourself from the problem. The message of the gospel describes us as broken, sin-ridden people who need the grace and blood of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ to cleanse us, redeem us, and sanctify us. So I'm challenging all of us to search our hearts for traces of prejudice, racism, and divisiveness. We can deceive ourselves or excuse our behavior, but if prejudice is lurking in our lives, let the Holy Spirit convict us. This is a time for self-examination and repentance. This is a time to invite the Spirit of God to work deeply and personally within our hearts. I am proud to serve under the leadership of Dr. Mark Job. Jane in Cleveland, good morning. What are your thoughts for follow-up? 
Um, yes, hi. Good morning. I want to say, first of all, I love your show, and thanks for what you're doing. Um, my comment um, this morning is regarding Mr. Floyd, um, about his past. Um, I'm not saying his past was right. I pray that he made it in. But, you know, we're all guilty. The Bible said we all have come short of the glory of God. And, um, it's, you know, whatever he did, if he made a right with the Lord, um, that's the best thing. And who are we to bring up his past? Because we all done something. We're all guilty. That was the reason Jesus went to the cross. That's right. And um, to say that he wasn't um, um, rewarding of a funeral, but is any of us really rewarding of the grace of God? Amen. And that's my comment, and thank you. Yeah, in fact, you know what I love, uh, my, my dear friend, is what evangelist Ron Hutchcraft has said. He's a good friend of Moody Radio, been in ministry for many years. He said, the best way to tell God's story is to tell your story. Mm. And what he means by that is that our story of redemption from sin and brokenness yesterday, today, and tomorrow is the story of the gospel. And so it is those of us who have even more brokenness than the average person that points even more clearly to Christ. And I love that about Jesus and the gospel. So thanks for that good reminder, friend. 440-546-2255. Victoria in Garfield Heights. Hey, what are your thoughts? Hi, uh, thanks for taking my call. But um, yeah, I, I just wanted to respond to the uh, my sister who called it, uh, about, about feeling guilty earlier. Ron uh, pretty much touched on um, uh, what I wanted to say. But, um, but I also want to um, mention that, you know, this whole... Uh, thing with with um with George Floyd Floyd it's not just about um you know why guilt we don't want anyone to feel guilty um can you hear me yeah. yeah oh okay yeah we just want um changes in the judicial system and um police accountability because this has been going on for so long um and it's just it's just it manifested now because we you know everyone has uh video phones so we just want change um it, we want changes changes in the system, um, and it's just like what um, what Dr. King said. Um, uh, we can't make anyone love you. You can't make a person love you. We, but we can, we just want the the laws changed because what was that statement he made? Um, you can't you can't re- legislate love. You can't make mm-hmm. a person love you. But we can we can um, make laws uh, uh, change laws so to keep us so, lynched. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, whatever that. And that's yeah. that's what that's what we're we're um, fighting for. We just want change, but um. Yeah. So you know, so so Ron and I are are white guys of varying mm-hmm. me- measures of old white guys. You, <laughs> you don't you don't want us to feel guilty or or you're not mad at us is what you're saying. No, not at all. Um, you know that's what I thought because I, I I don't feel like you're mad at me, yeah. and I don't feel honestly I don't feel guilty. I feel convicted. To, right. to cry out for justice, as the Lord would right. have us do, to hunger and thirst for it, as Jesus said. Right. Yeah, that, 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 that's it. I mean, you know, we, we love you. We know you don't have anything to do with with, uh, with the past. With, 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 I mean, we all have uh, things in our background. And, um, you know, and, and as far as Mr. Floyd, you, you know, whatever he did in his past, that's his past. You know, God is a forgiving God, and we need to learn how to feel forgive each other. And I have an, um, I have a situation also um, um, going back to that uh, my sister's statement. Now, um, I have white and black in my family, 
And um, I have a we have a, a, a person who recently passed last year um, because of um, her um, because her past caught up with her because she was kind of you know she was involved in, in a lot of th- things she did a lot of things and she was a white um, but she, you know she's a she's part of my family but and I noticed that her her father who her parents um, we were all at the, met at the hospital we prayed uh, my family prayed for her before she passed and. Um, but her parents are, are white, but, you know, they're Christians, right? So I, I noticed on Facebook that he brought up George for, George uh, um, uh, Floyd's past and, um, you know, as if, you know, his life had no value because of what, how he lived. But his daughter, when she died, he didn't see that. He saw... He, he saw a beautiful daughter. He he loved his daughter, and see that's the difference because love covers the multitude to the sin. He didn't see his daughter's past, and again, her death was a result of her how she lived. Um, and she had, you know, quite an extensive past, extensive mm-hmm. past. But he saw someone that he loved, and he didn't think about her past. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So that's the that, and I think that's what, the lens that so many white people are. When they when they judge a person or as, as if they're not worthy because of how they live, you know that's there's a difference there. And if we can get people to see, okay, see you see how you love your daughter, but see how you, but look listen how pay attention to how you're speaking about um, Mr. Floyd. You know he had a past, so how can you justify his his death because of his past? Well, you don't, but you can't see that in your daughter. You know, and I loved his. I loved his daughter. We, my family loved his daughter, but that's the difference. You know, yeah. you know what I mean. Yeah, yeah, yes. definitely. So, mm-hmm. so, so we need to look through the end of the lens of love. Jesus loved everybody. It doesn't matter what color. He, you know, we read in, in Acts seventeen. You know, it's by one blood. We're all, you know, we, we all have an opportunity to become reconciled to God. It's, it, so, it, it, let's forget about all that, the color thing, but. um so the the difference is is love. We see things differently when we look through the lens of love, um, and God is love. So that's yeah, right. But this thing, yeah, we just want change. That's it. We want police accountability. But and and then that's another issue because so many uh, police officers have have gotten off. And it's not about you know how many bad cops or how many good. No, that's not it. We want the bad cops to to, to um, be prosecuted. That's it. And and that's mm-hmm. fear. We want yeah. fairness. That's yeah. It. Makes yeah. sense. Thank you, Victoria. Oh, we love that. We love that. Yeah. Th- thanks for your your first time call. You stay on hold. We're going to send you something for being a first time caller. Uh, oh. Victoria, how long you been in the Moody Radio family? Uh, for about about thirty years. Uh, but and I love you and Janelle. I mean, when you guys first came on, I didn't think. Oh, I don't know. You know, I'm kind of miss. But I, I, I mean, I. I absolutely love you guys. Oh, thank you. Victoria. You two are awesome. You, you don't really have are. to say it out loud, but I'm your favorite. And so say I'm uh, hold. You both <laughs> are my favorite. And I love Ron, too. Oh, <laughs> thank you. Ron is awesome. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, thank you so much. You stay on hold. We'll get your information. We'll get that stuff sent off to you. Uh, and I, I, I tell you what, I'm reminded all week of not just the love of the Lord, but also the real important message from Jesus, where he, mm-hmm. when he rebuked the Pharisees, he said, you're so quick to worry about your tithing of your mint and your cumin and let you 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 ignore the more important things. Yeah. Justice, mercy, and righteousness. And I think that's what Victoria was talking about. Mm-hmm. Here's Natalie Grant, Moody Radio. There it is. She said it. Natalie Grant. Man, her voice. Woo.
because of love. Yes. Mm. The core message of that gospel, someone said, hey, Jesus, what's the most important thing? He said, it's all summed up in two things, love God and love your neighbor. All along, the prophets are summed up in that. Yeah. In that that ought to be the very reflection of our lives when we commit our lives to Jesus. Yeah. Because remember, if you don't know love, you don't know God because God is love. Therefore, in our conversations about current events, in all of our efforts, in all of our discussions, even with jokes or whatever we're doing with friends, we should be pointing people to the love of Christ mm-hmm. that loved you so much he died for your sins. That's what it's about to follow Jesus. And if the words coming out of your mouth are not reflective of that, that love— and that idea of being a broken sinner who's saved because of that love, you need to repent. Yes. Yeah. 834 WCRF, Brian and Janelle, follow-up Friday continues at mm-hmm. 9.05 on Facebook. And you can join us there. We'd love to see you there. Uh, we heard from someone who joins us on Facebook every day and called the show for the first time. That was yes. Fun. So we can't wait to see you there. Go follow us. Lots of people going right now and clicking that follow button. Welcome, Terrence. And Narisa to the Facebook family. So see you at 9.05 overtime. And there's no question that uh, a lot of this week's topics have been about race issues because hello, 2020 uh, protests, Mm -hmm. George Floyd, that whole thing. So we're talking about that from a biblical perspective. And somebody who's frustrated with me, I think, texted uh, the same question twice and then a a third question. They said, do you love Officer Derek Chauvin? Mm -hmm. I think that's how you say his name. Forgive me if it's not. Mm -hmm. And he said again, do you love Derek Chauvin? Mm Mm-hmm. And would you care enough to witness to him? And that's, a, that's an easy question, and I'm so glad you asked mm-hmm. it. Yes, I love him. Do you know why? Because Jesus loves him and died for him. And my heart's desire, more than anything else, is that that officer would find and discover the love and forgiveness of Jesus Christ, and that he'd repent and turn his life to Jesus. That's my heart's desire. But you know what? I'm also grateful for Romans 13. And I'm grateful for government authority, and I stand with the Lord in justice for the oppressed, and I hope the government takes appropriate action to punish him for his, for his transgressions. Mm-hmm. But that doesn't mean I don't love him. In fact, I do, and I hope he gets saved. Hope that answers your question. And there's a chance that he might be a believer. That needs to repent and get forgiveness for what he did. Right. Absolutely. Because we've talked about people have records and people have a past, and all that can be overcome. This can be overcome as well. I'm not saying he's he doesn't have to do the time for the crime. Yeah. But in God's eyes, he can be forgiven. And I yeah, I think it's interesting someone would ask that and I think it's they're assuming I don't love him and that makes yeah. me sad. Yeah. And uh, I just want you to know that I love everyone. Yeah. All sinners have fallen short of the glory of God. In fact, one of my favorite videos out there on YouTube, it's going to sound weird, but it's when James Dobson interviewed uh Ted Bundy the day yeah. before or hours before he was executed. Because Bundy gave his life to Christ. Yeah. He committed evil acts in this life. Mm-hmm. But if his profession he made in public of his faith is real and genuine, he's in heaven. Mm-hmm. That's the gospel. Yes, it is. We've all sinned and fall short of the glory of God, and nothing can separate us from the love of God in Christ. The person also texted and said, you don't talk about crimes against any other ethnicity, and then says George Floyd was not an international hero. That's also something that's coming up a lot people troubled with the fact that George Floyd is the face of what's going on. And I just wanted to point out, we've talked about George Floyd and bringing up his past, but I want to make sure we understand that the protests 
and the things that are happening now are are not are more than George Floyd. Yes. This is bigger than George Floyd. Yeah. George Floyd is an an example of what a lot of black people have been yelling out for years. And it's systemic racism. In in the same way, the civil rights movement was not about Rosa Parks. Exactly. Mm-hmm. She was representative of a larger systemic problem. Yeah. That people used her as a symbol for which to talk about. It's really no different. Greg in Cleveland, what are your thoughts? Hey, good morning. I, I, I love your show. Hey. Thanks, Thanks so much, you know, for putting it out there. And, you know, one thing about this George Floyd thing, at least people are talking, you know, we could be... Yeah. Um, you know, we should be gratified for that, um, you know, that people are talking and get a chance to spread the word. Um, so what I want to talk about is um, as a as an African-American male, I want to say to Mark and all y'all that um, you shouldn't feel guilty. But as believers, you shouldn't feel guilty about anything. OK, because in Jeremiah uh, 31, 29, it talks about sour grapes. Mm. And, um, <laughs> you know, Jesus says that. Um, you know, if you can continue to carry, you know, what your father's d- done, okay, you're not any use to me. You know, so um, as believers, we're getting into these scriptures, and we have to know these scriptures, and we have to live by them. You know, we, we have to go by the truth. And also, I want to say that, um, you know, a scripture also tells us about grieving. You know, you shouldn't grieve the spirit. And feeling guilty and, um, you know, things like that is one way of grieving the spirit. You know, when the Lord is with us, you know, the spirit is of the Lord. And, um, you know, where the spirit of the Lord is, you know, what there is liberty, yeah. you know, what there is freedom. So if if, if people um, are feeling guilty, you know what, um, if they just have to pray, they have to ask for guidance, they have to get in this word. And you know what, we have to do the will of God. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, the will of God, you know, as far as, 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 far as believers, you know what, I, I was in the service and, um, thank you for your service, you know, on, on guard duty and stuff like that at nighttime and everything, you know what, um, we heard something and we would say, you know, um, step forward to be recognized. Okay. Well, as believers, God is telling us we have to step forward to be recognized. Mm-hmm. You know, it seems like, um, you know, when good things go on, you know, <laughs> when good things go on, um, the believers get uh, in God, you know what, we get the credit for it. And when bad things go on, well, you know what, we get the blame for that. And, um, you know, one of the things that we should do is start going by the truth. You know, um, I just want to mention one more thing about the guilty thing. Okay, now, some people believe that when President, you know, when white people voted for President Obama, you know, they were saying, okay, you know what, that's it. You know what, Greg, I I love you so much. I just got to jump in because I don't want to walk down any political road. Even if it's a perfect analogy, it just gets us off in the weeds, brother. Mm -hmm. I love you so much. And I really appreciate your comments today. Thank you so much for that. You know, and I've been pondering something recently. I appreciate his comments about feeling guilt and, and conviction and such. And I've been thinking about the Holocaust in, in relation to this. I don't like comparing many things to the Holocaust or Nazism. I think oftentimes it's just a red herring and it just ruins conversations because mm-hmm. very f- few things compare to it. Mm-hmm. But I just look at how the world processes, apart from white supremacists, uh, the Holocaust. Right. That is a terrible event that which we must never Un- forget. Unquestionable, right. Um, it was when the German people under Adolf Hitler got together and said that Jewish people are inferior and, and white people are superior we should round them up, use them for our means and ends, make them work for us. And if they die, who cares? Hmm. 
And maybe we're just going to kill some of them mm-hmm. and not care about that too. And that's what we're all about. You know, that that's kind of what, that's my really remedial <laughs> summary is of that. Yeah. And in remembrance, the German people are, have come to terms with it and they're sorry for yes, it. Yes, they have. And they move that, forward. And in ways that we can learn from, like you said, they, with, with statues and remembrance of, let's say Hitler, right? They've, they've rejected it, that part of their history and don't celebrate it. You said even in ways that we haven't done. Yeah, it, it's created conviction in Germany. Yes. Conviction. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Not guilt. Conviction. Conviction. Yeah. And yet I don't know where we are because th- think of the historical parallel. An ideology where one race is superior to another. So what you do is you go and you round up the inferior race. And you don't care if many of them die as you're rounding them up. And you force them to work. Right. And you don't care if they die while they're working. And you try to eliminate as much as possible because they don't have value. Does that sound familiar? Mm-hmm. Yes, it does. Yeah. So why does it not lead us to conviction? Is it not the same? Is it? It's similar. It's similar enough. It's similar. I would say um, I'm not going to compare, but it's different because we're talking about centuries. We're talking about profiting off of free labor and how it impacts even the present. I mean, there's a lot. It's a lot more layered here versus mm-hmm. the Holocaust. But I agree. It's in its similarities, why is the reaction so different? Yeah, and I just stand with people like Dr. Radelnik and people like Dr. Job, president of Moody Bible Institute, and J.D. Greer, where this is an easy one for me. Mm-hmm. Racism's evil. I condemn it. Our past systemic race issues are still prevalent today, and that's got to change, and God's people are the right people for that message yeah. because we have a message of reconciliation, repentance, and forgiveness. And praise God for it. Yeah. Anonymous in Cleveland, what are your thoughts for this conversation? Good morning. Hey. It's so good to hear you guys. God bless you. Um, I just wanted to say something about the George Floyd, you know. Yes. Um, let he who is without sin cast the first stone. I mean, yeah. people going back talking about what he's done. <laughs> We've all sinned and come short of the glory of God. Amen. And, you know, I was thinking about uh, Mr. Derek Chauvin, and I was wondering, I don't know if he is um, saved, but if he's not, I pray that he will become saved. And I have such feeling for his parents. I'm sure that he has parents. I feel sorry for them. Um, I don't know if people have thought about what they're going through, um, because I'm sure they wouldn't have wanted this for their son. But... When I looked and saw what he was doing, I have brothers that have gone through so many things. I have nephews that have gone through so many things. I'm an African-American woman. And it just broke my heart. My heart is still broken. Mm. Um, We as Christians, we should be together. I could understand when they said Gandhi said he would become a Christian, but when he saw how the Christians act, and that's the thing. We as Christians, we are supposed to love. It doesn't matter about the color of your skin or what you've done. Not that we, you know, say that it's right what he, what Mr. Shaman did. No. But we are to forgive and we are to love. 
we are to show compassion. And that, that, that's what it's all about. Amen. We are to love one another. Amen. Love should be the greatest thing. God loved us before, you know, the beginning yeah. of time. And we, so we, we, should, we should let this love flow out to everyone. That's right. We should be all about that. No, th- thanks for that powerful reminder and that pointing to the cross and the power of forgiveness. Uh, and, you know, I think it's important for me to say, because it's, it's not just the scriptures that say it, but President Moody Bible Institute said we need to listen to, it's time to listen to people yeah. and acknowledge things that are going on. And it sounds to me like you've experienced the evils of racism in your life and in your family, and I want you to know I believe you, and I'm so sorry it happened, and I want to work with you under the banner of Christ to make a positive change in this country. That's what it's all about, justice, you know? We want things to be right. Yes. But Anonymous, I believe you. Yeah. And I'm so sorry, and I'm convicted. Yes. Thank you for that. I believe I know you have a Christian heart, I can tell. And I thank God for you, all of you. Hmm. All of you on this program, I, I enjoy you so much, and I love you. We love you too, Anonymous. And I just pray that God will continue to bless you and keep you. Glory to God. Glory to God. 846, time for a break. A little bit more follow-up Friday and our Friday finishing song. And Brian and Janelle, overtime, continuing follow-up Friday, all that around That's the corner. That's right. 848, thanks for all the encouragement coming in. I know many of you Mm -hmm. might be saying, you know, what do we do to show you encouragement and or what do we do to help advance the cause of the gospel in Northeast Ohio? Here's how you do it. And it's going to sound like a shameless self-plug because it is. This is a listener-supported ministry. Yeah. If you have been blessed by this ministry or you stand with us. Four, six, two, two, five, five. I have a comment. A lot of of the skepticism, I guess— um, comes from people more of my vintage than than your vintage. <laughs> if that, <laughs> I like how you put that. Poetic, Ron. And I know I can remember feeling some of those things and and saying some of those things in the past. And it's it's not about guilt. If you think about the parable of the Good Samaritan, he comes by and he sees this guy on the side of the road. It, he didn't feel guilty. Oh, this guy got beat up and, and somehow it's my fault. No, but, but the guy who beat him up or whatever, you know, may have been Samaritans who did that. But instead he, he felt compassion mm. for this guy and he did what he could to help him out financially, physically assisting him to get to the, the inn. Yeah. He did what he could to help this person who was in need. And that's, that's what this movement's all about. You can't deny with a straight face that there are advantages in this world in a, in a general sense to being white. Mm-hmm. And it holds you back sometimes if you're black. People read your name on a resume and, and immediately have a certain thought about you. Uh, they may see you and have a certain thought about you, and they they're likely completely wrong on that thought. So what we can do is anything to try to help balance that. You know, that's what we do as Christian people, right? The government has things that what um, minority business enterprises. 
it sets aside certain amount, like 15% of government contracts will go to a certified MBE business. That's been going on for years. If, if I'm going to say it, if white privilege, I was trying to avoid those words, but if white privilege didn't exist, why would the government have set up something like that? Yeah. Why would they even need to? In the NFL, we have this thing called the Rooney Rule because Art Rooney, God bless him, president of the Pittsburgh Steelers, not my favorite team, mm-hmm. um, but he said, hey, look around. We've got like a white dudes club here with all our general managers and you know top coaches. It shouldn't be that way. There are good men, qualified men, who we're missing. So they instituted and said, you got to interview a certain number of minority coaches. Sometimes it's just a formality. You know, we're going to interview the guy. Okay. Now we've checked that off the list, but it is making a difference. There are guys who maybe it's the second or third interview, but they've impressed enough people and they've got enough experience. They get the job. And then another guy gets a job and we've had a super bowl with both coaches from each team being men of color. And what's wrong with that? Yeah. Yeah, I appreciate your thoughts, Ron. 440-546-2255. We can squeeze in one more call, I think, before we get to the way we end every Friday. And uh, if you if we didn't get your call, remember, we're going to keep this going on Brian and Janelle Overtime on Facebook. Yes, go to Facebook, follow us, and the conversation follow-up Friday continues Ella Louise and Eddie, they just clicked that follow button on Facebook. Terrence, welcome to the Facebook family. Join us at 905 live on Facebook. Ruby in Cleveland. Hey, what are your thoughts? Hi. I'm calling because um, we get so stuck on color. And color is not the issue. (laughs) And if we want to deal with color, let's look at the color red. When Jesus died on the cross, that's what God saw, is the blood of his son is red. We use red for love. Those are the two important colors. If we are covered under the blood of Jesus and we love the way God tells us to, there will be no issue. Jesus, when he was here, he was our example. He went to the Samaritan woman, the woman at the well. He talked to her. He didn't think about her culture. He knew about it, but that wasn't his concern. His concern was she was a woman in trouble, and she needed help. So he went to help her. And just like um, he was just saying, the man who was robbed in the Good Samaritan. That's why we have a Good Samaritan law, because we used to really love one another. We really did. We really cared for one another. And I, every day I see it being played out, the Bible, when it says the love of men will wax cold, and Revelation and Matthew 6, um, 24 and 6, where it's talking about the disciples asked Jesus, when will the end time come? And he said, when you hear about wars and rumors of wars and parents against children, children against parents, all these things. He said, it's the beginning of sorrows. And I see this is where we're at. We're in the beginning of sorrows. And we as the people of God need to draw closer to him because we're going to need his strength. We're going to need that anointing of the Holy Ghost to help us through these times or else we're not going to make it. That's right. That's right. Thank you so much. God bless you. Love your passion for the Lord uh, and for unity in Christ. That's awesome. It's super important. 
440-546-2255. It's just about time for us to say goodbye. Every Friday, we end the same way. I love this. Oh, yeah. Uh, but those of you we couldn't get to, we're so sorry. We know there's so many text messages, so many calls that we couldn't get to. Uh, but I got to tell you, J.D. Greer needs to preach. Oh, uh, yes. So wow. we're going to have to get out of his way in just a few minutes. But we'll keep the discussion going on Brian Janelle over time. Uh, and in fact, before we hand over the ball to J.D. Greer this morning, yeah. Uh, in just a few moments, what I'll share with you is something he said this week that's super powerful and a bold call for the church right now. We'll get to that and then to J.D. Greer's preaching around the corner. Man, that's how you end a show on a Friday. Yeah. Are you ready? Are you ready for even what the Lord would have you do with your life? Commit it to him. I'm telling you, it's the best way to handle things. We're going to continue follow-up Friday on Brian and Janelle Overtime. But before we hand off the mic, so to speak, to, to J.D. Greer, the head of the Southern Baptist Convention and preacher of this next program, you're about to hear Summit Life. Um, I tell you what, he addressed the entire Southern Baptist Convention having acknowledged that their existence happened over dispute about whether missionaries could be slaves. Mm. And his denomination, now one of the largest, not the largest. Protestant. Uh, yeah. Protestant denomination was founded so that missionaries could be slaveholders. He repented of that in a recent statement and then said this, we know that many in our country, particularly our brothers and sisters of color are hurting. Southern Baptists, he said, we need to say it clearly as a gospel issue, yeah. black lives matter. Of course, black lives matter. Our black brothers and sisters are made in the image of God. Let's listen to him preach now. We'll join you on Facebook. <laughs> hey, hold up. Where are you going? You know you liked your time with us. You want more. So look down, hit that button right there, subscribe, and you'll get updated episodes, and then you can hang some more. And guess what? You can help us. How? A five-star rating. You can also hang with us live weekday 6 to 9 a.m. Interact with us, talk with us. Download the Moody Radio app. Or at brianandjanelle.org. And we don't put all this together all by ourselves. There's some great people behind all this production. We want to thank Ron Eastwood, Kelly Ryder, Paul Carter, Doug Hayner, Mike Reynolds, and our awesome and fearless leader, Josue Villa. And finally, this podcast is a production of Moody Radio in Cleveland, a ministry of Moody Bible Institute. Well, Brian, that's a wrap. Yep.